0: to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And it is the end of March and it's the end of Women's History Month Boo-hoo. in the world for some reason, even though it should be Women's History Month all year. <laughs> Although, thanks to universities, I think it is more now than it used it to is. be. Yeah, it's a little
1: bit more front and center.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but we wanted to close out this month by having a little bit of a, a chat about, I guess, female characters. Um, Particularly female characters that I believe and we believe were very mistreated. Um, And the way that female characters are often portrayed, particularly through the male gaze in literature. And the effect that I think that that
1: had on, like, classic literature. And also, like, how it still influences stories stories today, but also... How it continues to influence, even how women write yes. some characters.
0: Yes. No, it does for yeah. sure because of, you know, at a certain point people want to be published and so they're going to try to write what they can, yep. um as much as possible. So, yep. yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a tough one to get into. Mm. Um, but actually, before we do, God, we haven't done this in a while. Shereen, are you reading anything right now?
1: You know what? Um, so I went to my bookshelf yeah. and ignored my huge to-be-read pile.
0: <laughs> Everybody,
1: I feel like a lot of people listening to this can relate to that so
0: much. You know, like when you finish a book, and sometimes you have a little bit of a book depression after, yeah. where like, you have trouble like you know, getting around to reading something else. Yeah. And then when you do, you're like, okay, and you look at the, I don't know, 75 odd books that you yep. haven't read and all of the bookcases shoved everywhere throughout your entire house. Yep. And you're
1: like, I need to go to the bookstore <laughs> or I need to like download something on my Kindle. <laughs> I know. I'm so bad with this. I have like at least five books that I bought last summer that have been staring at yep. me on my bookshelf like, uh, bitch, are you going to actually read us or like what? So I went over to my, my bookshelf and I pulled off a book that I haven't read since high school. So... Okay. I think I bought this one in high school. I don't think it was a big name. I don't think it was ever even discovered by anybody other than me. No. Um, It was called Rancor, and it's about, it's basically Twilight again. Oh. But it's like, I think the dude is a werewolf, so I'm only like... Oh, okay. Like a couple of chapters in at this point, and I'm trying to remember this story. I don't remember it at all, but there's very much, like, this, like, werewolfy vibe. It's got a twilight vibe like to it. like, vampire-y thing happening sure, sure. in the background. So, yep, definitely a copy-paste of Twilight. Um, but aside from that, I just finished reading a book called Six Years by Harlan Coben. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we were, at the time that we are recording this, we were on
0: vacation a few weeks ago. Because um, <laughs> we don't get enough of each other. <laughs> no. I know. We travel together, too. Um, anyway, we were on vacation a couple of weeks ago. We took a trip, which was very fun. A trip. Um, And Shireen was bringing beach-type reads <laughs> because that's what we were doing. So Shireen brought beach-type reads, and she brought Six Years by Harlan Coben with her. This I remember because you were reading it while we were away. Yeah, and
1: it's not really my typical book that I yeah. would read. Um, I really enjoyed it. Okay. I think I'm going to read more by Harlan Kopin. Did Kopen. you finish it? I you... did. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it was really good. It's about um this guy. He's the main character. He fell in love with someone six years ago. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he gets invited to her wedding, like, I don't know, they met, fell in love, and then like three months later, she's like, I'm marrying this other dude, um, <laughs> which was really strange, um, and then six, and she's like, never talk to me again, so he like, goes about his life. Road. How, How road. How road. <laughs> Super depressed that he doesn't have this woman in his life anymore, and then he sees the obituary of her husband. Oh, Right. And he's, like, WTF. And then so it's, like, this whole, like, wild goose chase of, like, what happened? He can't find her. It's really good. I think Netflix should just make a series out of it. I mean, they've done that they've with done a bunch like of three Harlan three Koen.
0: or four Harlan Coben yeah. properties at this point. Safe. The, the oh. Stranger. The Stranger. I think there was another one. There was another one. Oh, fuck. What was it it's called? It's not called Bodyguard or anything. It was called Don't Something... Oh, fuck. Oh, that's going to bother me so much. The, the one about a woman who was working as an exotic dancer and, like, saw a murder or whatever and completely changed her name and her life and everything. And now I can't remember the name of it.
1: Stay close.
0: Stay close. That's it. That's yes. That one. Yeah. So that's it. So, I, I, you know what? They're, like, on a train. If they want to make another one, this could be the next one that they
1: do. Yeah, they've got, like, a whole bunch of them. They got The Woods, The Innocent, Hold Tight.
0: I don't know any of and these. And
1: gone for good. Huh? I didn't know any of these. Wow. Well then, six years was made into a movie. Was it actually? <laughs> oh my god, we're discovering so oh much. Oh my god, hang on a second. <laughs> Please hold, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go check this. Huh? <laughs> They've got a whole bunch of stuff. What? What is this? I got so much to watch. Oh, they're on Netflix. Yeah. Oh. So stay. So I've seen the stranger safe and stay close. There's Hold Tight, The Innocent, The Woods, and Gone for Good. But I think that Six Years was made into a movie. Six Years was totally made into a movie. When 2015. 2015. And it's on Netflix. That was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know if this is the same no, thing. No, this though. looks like a different no, thing. Definitely not the same thing. Never mind.
0: Okay. <laughs> Okay, confirmation, never mind, six <laughs> years has not been made into a movie, it's hey. just got
1: the same name, it's they, fine. They definitely need to do that. Oh, in 2020 they announced that David oh. Ayer is going to be directing okay. a so Netflix thriller. Okay, so they're doing a lot more of them, obviously. Yes. I think,
0: have they, maybe they've just secured the rights to all of and Kogan, Harlan Cogan's work, and I now they're just so. tr- slowly but surely churning them out, like, once a year we get one. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yep. Wow!
1: Wow! I have to edit a lot of that out. Yeah,
0: it's okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, what about you, Megan? What's on your nightstand? Um, so I was actually like, I had been finishing a couple of other books that I had like sort of, like, randomly around that I had, like, you know, like, the ones that you've got, like, less than a third left. So I would kind of gotten through that, and so I had been reading a book on vacation that I haven't gotten back mm-hmm. to yet. Yeah. yeah, this one right here that's sitting next to us on the desk, but it's called The Hunger. It's written by an author named Alma Katsu, um, who, I mean, the two of her books that I have so far, anyway, um, very much seem to delve into, like, historical fiction mm-hmm. kind of thing. And The Hunger basically is a fictionalized retelling of uh what befell potentially according to this book uh the Donner Party who were a who were a large party of like a wagon party basically back in the 18 what 40s who were moving um across the United States to California because that was like where everything was starting Mm. to develop and happening and stuff, and people were prospecting over there, and and it was becoming a whole thing of like, oh, move to the West, Mm. move to California, it's the new place to be. So there's this whole big group of people who I want to say left from either Illinois or Indiana Mm. and were traveling, and think of at that time you would have been traveling by wagon, and there were like a lot of people, like Mm. several families were doing this with and trying to keep supplies up and things like that. Anyway, the actual Donner Party, no one's fully sure of exactly what happened, Mm whether it was due to um, poor planning, whether it was due to unforeseen circumstances as far as the route they were meant to take that they could not take in the end. Um, But unfortunately, a large portion of these people died on the way. um, And... Really gnarly kinds of things. It seems that toward the end of this, certain members of the party resorted to cannibalism to be able to oh, keep, wow. Um, that does not sound like a book I would to read. stay alive. But anyway, <laughs> but this anyway, that is what actually happened. But this, I think, so far at least, what, what my understanding is, um, is that the book posits like you know an idea of like a darker entity mm-hmm. that might have something or have had something to do with like what happened to them. But it's that's why it's historical fiction, right? Because you're taking something mm-hmm. that happened turning it into your own idea of something. I know the other book of hers that I have, which I haven't read yet, is called The Deep, Mm. and it has to do with the Titanic, so I think it'll be much, like, in the same kind of vein that way. Um, I will say it's very slow-moving in the sense of, like, it's very much, like, we're very much establishing, like, the people in the party, Mm. which I'm sure will come into play later. But so far, like... Things have happened, but it's been, like, in a very quiet sort of Mm. way. It's very well written, but it's, like, one of those where I'm, like, okay, I'm kind of waiting for, like, more to occur, but at the same time, it's been, it's, I'm not, like, not enjoying myself Mm. reading it, so I'm just hoping that it kind of, like, spins things around a little bit and we can get into more of the, like, the horror of it. horror. (laughs) Yeah. So. (laughs) Anyway, that's what's going on with us, but... What's going on with female characters being mistreated in fiction is what we're going to talk about right now. Right now. And what do you mean by mistreated specifically? Well, okay. So I'm think I I think you can look at it in different ways. I think that you can look at it as like, okay, so a female character is mistreated by other characters in a, a novel, like in a work of fiction. Mm. And I think you can also look at it as being mistreated by the author and but like the way not that they, doing justice to the woman, yeah. yeah, like not doing justice to the character, choosing. Certain fates for them, which are just like you're like, you know, you read something, you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) You're just like, really? What the fuck was that? Really? Yeah, and like, you know, and or this character being simply written off as crazy. Yeah. God knows, especially older stories, Mm -hmm. boy, do they
1: love to have a woman who's just
0: crazy when something's happening. They used to
1: love sending us away to have our crazy spasms. To have our crazy, yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, yeah, go get some C air basically and it just oh god it's just ridiculous but i mean like okay like i think if you look at examples like right off the bat you can go back to like shakespeare for instance because you can look at like ophelia and hamlet yeah um and uh amelia and othello and desdemona as well well. but basically a lot of the female characters um you know sometimes these things were written by women like i'm not going to say that they were just written by men necessarily but if you look like a lot of the much, much older stories that were written by men. There are so many of these characters who, like, you know, you read it, and you're like, oh, or you you see the play performed, for instance, and you're like, oh, wow. And then later you're kind of like, why did everybody treat her like
1: that? I mean, it's just funny because you're kind of like, why is her insanity like a plot device? Oh, Ophelia's is so <laughs> used like, to a plot like, device. all the time. It just kind of, like, is used to, like, advance the oh, story. Oh, she goes crazy. She drowns herself in the lake, And you're like, what's happening? What? Like, can we focus on this woman's trauma for a minute yeah, here? But, like, it. no, no, we're just going to move on past that. All these people are being, like, murdered around
0: her and stuff. Yeah. And her fiancé or whatever the fuck he is at that point is going absolutely bad shit crazy. <laughs> and then tells her to go to a nunnery. I don't even remember. Why that comes up in conversation, but get thee to a nunnery. That's from
1: Hamlet. Um, and you're like, why is she being you're the one who killed somebody? Ah, uh, yes, but it's clearly the woman who's lost her mind. Here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even though he's the one like seeing ghosts and shit, but yeah. whatever. But that's fine. Hamlet's Indigrous. allowed. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, and yeah, when it comes to like, you know, something like Othello, obviously, poor Testamona, has no idea what's going on for the entirety of the story. Oh my
1: god. Like she actually does nothing, no, no, nothing, but the whole story is crafted around the fact that she's a woman, yes, and they're just using her womanhood as like a mode of conflict between them. like it's just like, yeah, a whole thing, and she's kind of like, I have no idea what's going on here. You know, yeah, no, she has no idea what's going on, and
0: it says like talk about uh, a classic example of like the innocent in mm. a story who really like has no knowledge of of why things are happening the way that they're happening, and... You know, and it's just, like, you know, you roll your eyes at, like, for instance, like, why is Othello so easily fucking persuaded into thinking that she's, like, having an affair? Again, because society says that's what women do, Yeah, and it's just, like, you know, you, like, now I find, like, when I was younger and I read it, I didn't think about it as much, but now when I have, I'm like, oh, that's frustrating.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's really (laughs) anger-inducing. Yes,
0: it's very, very, very annoying, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. (laughs) Um, I do think that those are, like... So those are some really good, like classic, mm-hmm. like big examples of them. Um, okay, yeah, okay, if you look at something, this is a good example of one of somebody who's written by a female author, for instance. So, in Jane Eyre, um, which was written by Charlotte Bronte, uh, Bertha Mason is the character of Mr. Rochester, had a wife previously, mm-hmm. um, and she, again, apparently had a mental breakdown. At some point, and apparently his response to that was not to get her medical help. It was to lock her in the attic. Oh, yeah. Um, Uh, You know, and, like, Jane learns all of this when she's, like, working for Mr. Rochester. And for some reason, by the end of the novel, has still fallen in love with him. And
1: I have questions. (sighs) Like, yeah. That was written, yeah, that was written by a woman, Yes, exactly. That's, mm-hmm. what I, that's what I mean.
0: Like, that's a good example of one where you're like, well, wow. Ooh, another good example. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm looking at stuff a little bit, but another good example is, um, in Pride and Prejudice, which everybody fucking loves so much, <laughs> um, of the Bennett sisters, is Lydia. Why is Lydia, who's like 15 or 16 mm. or something, why like, you know, and is silly and has flights of fancy with, like, getting married to someone handsome, why is she stuck with shitty, shitty Mr. Wickham at the end and she has to marry him yeah. and be with him forever and it, probably be miserable in, like, the next five years Jane Austen so. did
1: her dirty in that story. It was not cool, man. But then again, it's kind of like, I guess you could look at it as a representation of what happened to a lot of women. Yeah. You know, like, they had dreams of marrying someone really handsome and rich who would yeah. take them away and give them the best life ever, and then they get kind of, you know, saddled with some some piece of shit. old piece of shit. Yeah, well, he
0: was, like, what? He's, like, what? In his, his mid-20s, and he marries, like, a 15-year-old girl, and does it only mm. to, like, fuck with everybody else, too. Like, it's all, like, a fuck you to, like, Elizabeth and Darcy and everything as well.
1: Yeah, I hate that. I really hate these stories where women are just being used for... Like, because they're women.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? No, it's true. Um, A lot of people, see, I'm looking at this too, a lot of people have argued potentially that um, uh, Miss Havisham in Great Expectations might be one of those kinds of characters too where like she's very much considered like a villain mm. in the story where she's like, oh, you know, she's just trying to like hurt whatever Pip or whatever her name is. And, like, make her unhappy, make her miserable, but this woman was, like, jilted at the altar and Mm -hmm. stuff, and we just kind of skip over that, and you're like, but,
1: okay. And, like, again, when society said that that's all you have to live for as a woman... ...is to get married and have babies, and you're jilted at the altar, like, how are you supposed to recover from that? Yeah. Um, what's her name? Tess of the
0: D'Urbervilles, I think, is also, like, a really good example of Mm. that. You know, she's... (laughs) she's sexually assaulted she gets pregnant has a baby mm. and then by the end of the story she's executed
1: for murdering her rapist and you're like i <laughs> what oh. like like what yeah that definitely is a mistreatment of a woman right yes. there yeah. i think that's like probably one of the best examples that you could have i mean but there's so many sad stories like that like look at yeah uh, misérables oh uh, everybody what's her name? um oh, crikey What's her name? No, uh, not
0: Cosette.
1: Yeah, uh, no, Cosette is the daughter. Yeah, the mom. The mom who was wasn't she a, a she has prostitute? To, yeah, she has to
0: work as she does work as a sex worker and everything, and, and then she, she, she still
1: gets it. Like winds up in gets, prison later. It's she miserable. Gets pregnant, it's horrible. she winds up in prison. Mm-hmm. She dies of like a sexually transmitted disease. Yes, yeah. Like it's just like what? I know. Oh no, my. it's wild because <laughs> you're like what what did she do mm-hmm. what
0: oh you of course she's lesser than because mm-hmm. she does sex work basically mm-hmm. she has to do that too.
1: Yeah, really that that's still an attitude today though side note very very annoying because yes very it still annoying. happens I'm
0: gonna I need to look that up really quickly because it's gonna bother me what because um,
1: that's mom's name was? yeah
0: and somebody's gonna be yelling at us
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> you idiots why bring it up if you didn't look it up
0: Fountain. Fountain. Yes, that's it, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, like that's a really, it's a really depressing, I want to say miserable. <laughs> well, <laughs> miserable story, so
1: yeah. really, for like a lot of people involved, yeah. but it's true, like her character is just. Ugh! Why? And like again, like I know what Victor Hugo was doing. He was demonstrating like all the sad stories, and all the mistreatment of like, people, yeah, of, of people you know. in general. So he wasn't doing that to her on purpose. Like she, like he was demonstrating that this is a really tragic story. Yes, but I think that it's important to note that that happened frequently back then and still happens now. You yes. know, um, to women, it's really tragic. It is because um, I think that. When
0: I think that that's it, if you look back at a lot of these stories, and even like you're saying, like now as well, it still happens. A lot of these, so many of these stories, it's basically you get one or the other. You get the crazy, depressed, miserable female character, or you get the sex object. Yep. And that's it. You either get, you know, (laughs) you get your. You get like your your Wuthering Heights, your Catherine, yeah. basically like you're miserable. Everybody's miserable by the end. Everybody dies. Yeah, or you get your Lolita. Oh, that was a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is you get one or the other. Well, that's it. It's actually it's also, if you think about it, even in, um, you know, nineteen like forties and fifties stories, which very often were you know sort of the the like, that crux of, like, the film noir era, like, a lot of those pulpy sort of novels, you know, you had your male lead, because of course she did, and you had your, um, your nice girl character or your wife, and you had your femme fatale, and she was always the one who would get the guy, at least at first. He either had to wind up with her, in which case his end would be tragic, because God forbid we wind up with a woman who's confident in her sexuality, right? or... She would die, and he would realize how much better he had it with the
1: nice, sweet, prim and proper yeah. one, and go back to that one. It's all like a, a commentary, right? Oh, like yeah. it's, it's just this bigger commentary. Like, and I've said this before, you know. Fast forward, <clears throat> you know, we went through that phase, and then fast forward to, and I'll say it again: when Stephanie Meyer wrote Twilight, <laughs> and suddenly you've now got your main character who is once again pathetic. And oh, my goodness. But, like, to an Just extent, lives for this man. For the male character that yeah. she's drawn to. It's true. And, like, true. her whole personality then... Becomes who he is, yes. and their love story, and her love for him, specifically. and her love for him, and she can't even walk in a fucking straight line oh my without God. falling over. Oh my God. Like she's that pathetic. Like it drives is this, me crazy. It's this damsel yeah. in distress portrayal. I that would. It's like, like we've come full circle back <laughs> to this. I would like
0: what? to know. I need. I would love. I would love to be aware of like the male perspective on this. I swear, I'm going to ask my fiance later. Um of a male perspective on this when it comes to these types of female characters, mm. is this cute? Is this kind of clumsy, silly, I can't do I literally can't even open a jar by myself? Is that cute for you guys? Like is that something that you like is your hero complex so embedded within you that you really like it when a girl can't fucking even walk
1: properly without falling that over? I think that's accurate. I think that that's what some of these female authors think. Like That's what a man like wants. Like they read these old stories and they're like, yes. oh, this is definitely still the norm." Yeah, now. and like I just think that it's really difficult that they found so much success with these characters. Uh, so like, there was Twilight and then there was Fifty Shades of Grey and like, oh. side note, Fifty Shades of Grey was just Twilight fan fiction. It was, and we know. Um, I think everybody knows that. Yeah, really. like, but I. But it's true that like,
0: if you wanted. And potentially even more insipid, irritating character than Bella. Like, oh boy, did you get it with what's-her-face Anastasia. Anastasia, yeah. Um, because also, I find on top of the stupidities of like, I'm clumsy, oh, I've never been with a guy before, and I don't understand how sex works at all. Mm-hmm. Like, all that, like, bullshit that comes along with it, which, like, we all know that's garbage. Everybody knows what the internet is, and everybody knows what sex is it's before true. they're in their 20s. It's um... True. Before, like even if you ignore all of that um simply the f- I think if you take all of those elements and then you know you take them away from Bella a high school student and you put them on like a 23 year old mm. girl you're like I can't take you seriously as a human being. Oh no,
1: and that's what Anastasia is. Yes. Like you're just like okay, you're just beyond like sad oh, at she's this absurd. Point. This she's a, absurd. She's She's a grown-ass she's woman graduating. Mature like, graduate in college, and she's, like, I don't know how anything in life works. Oh, I'm so innocent. Like, shut the fuck up. Come I know. on. I'm, like, I get it. Like, they do this to, like, showcase how much this man, like, can save them and, like, can, like, make their life better. And, like, I'm sure there's an audience out there who likes to read this and likes to fantasize about having this person who comes in and saves you as, like, yeah. this damsel in distress. But... It really irritates me in their characters because to your point, it's like they don't have a brain in their head. No. And they're just waiting for this man to come and save them. And I've I've heard from a lot of people a lot of people. I've read from in a lot of sources yeah. that there's this opinion that by the I don't even know how many books it is, one of the books that Anastasia starts like being stronger and pushing back on Christian. When I would like, like to know. I'm like, yeah, but you see the biggest problem with all of these stories, is that there are so many red flags by oh, the man. man. And the end message is that the woman can save him from his terrible attitude because with her she, sexuality. Because she does, because they always
0: they stay together. I know. At the end as well. That was like, oh, this is so so funny, but that's like actually something that I weirdly was surprised about with that last 365 days fucking movie yeah. that came out, is that she actually is like, I don't know if I'm going to stay with this one, yeah. like, the first guy There's or not. too many red flags, I was, and I was like, whoa! I was, like, really surprised mm-hmm. to see that, like, beyond shocked. I am I feel like it's probably not going to go in the direction that I would kind of like it to,
1: but I was still, like, when we watched it, I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, for sure, but, I mean, I would just love it if some of these would end with the woman... Being on her own. I know. And being like, you know what? I don't need that shit in my life. Because we don't, you know? No, oh, um, oh, And you watch it, this stuff and you're like, oh, that seems exhausting. And on the flip side, I find that now when men are writing these female characters like this, and then inevitably, like, there's always, like, you know, those sexy scenes in the book. Yeah. yeah. The things that they write are just so... Oh, ridiculous like you know her boobs bounce boobily or something it's
0: it's like ridiculous every time oh man every time if there's like a romantic element to a story no problem but every time a man who identifies as male writes a full on romance novel I'm like nah man I'm not gonna read that
1: (laughs) sometimes I get a real good kick out of it like Nicholas Sparks I do like reading his stories (laughs) and I'm just like I'm like what what do you think like women are though but
0: that's what's happening with like these fucking Gabriels and Fern know bullshit things that we keep coming back to as well that we're like watching and stuff is that again written by what I'm my understanding is a male author who's remained anonymous I don't blame you sir it could be a woman has there been speculation that it's actually a woman people aren't sure so Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised but this person has said that they identify as male so I don't know
1: Mm
0: -hmm. it's hard to say um anyway uh, but you know but again see that's one of those that you're like oh yeah okay I see Mm -hmm. it like sometimes you see it when you're when you're watching something, you're like, oh, yeah, I guess this was written by a dude.
1: Mm-hmm. God. Yeah.
0: It's just
1: depressing. <laughs> but it's, it's just irritating that, like, every time, like, the woman has to be, like, the one making the compromises and being kind mm-hmm. and trying to appeal to his rugged, angry, male exterior yes. or whatever. And, like, I, I don't know. I just find it really irritating. Like, there's so many male characters out there who are not nice. They're not good people. No. And... They are loved, but you don't really catch that many female characters like that that are
0: so, I guess, revered mm. in the same way. No, oh no, because I mean, like, look if you, I mean, like, even look at these like stupid ones that we're talking about. Mm. Look at Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about Anastasia. Nobody fucking cares. They're no, like, all about Christian, oh, Christian, Christian Grey, Christian
1: Grey, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. And it's like a same with thing. Twilight. are yeah. you team Edward or team or team Jacob? And you're like, where's Bella? Well, what she's nowhere because she's insipid and pathetic. Well, because she decided that there's there's no team
0: Bella because she's been written that way to mm. be insipid and pitiful and I like you know and like I wish that that hadn't have been such a big thing and fuck, which book is it when does he leave to go to Italy New moon. Like, I can't be with you anymore New moon. thank you um I wish that that hadn't have been such a thing of like she's just depressed for like three months after oh and my her, like, god oh, my we goodness. had entire blank pages in that book I know. Mm -hmm. And it was very impactful when I read it because I remember being like, oh my God, is she just like not doing anything? Mm. She's just sitting around. And even my teenage brain, which at the time was still
1: very much like, I love Twilight, Mm. was like, ooh oh, that's weird. Yeah, like, you should probably do other things. Like, stop not talking to your friends and, like, let your life fall apart Yeah, all that
0: shit where, like, when she, like, wasn't speaking to her friends or doing anything like that and everybody was like, hey, we, like, haven't seen you or spoken to you basically at all. I was like, oh, don't do that. No, like, don't be that person. Don't give up your other relationships for, like, for, that's, like, a partnership that you're in with someone. Don't do that. That's a bad idea. Never let, like, your other friendships and stuff fall by the wayside Mm -hmm. when you're in a relationship. It's not... It's not healthy. No. And though, you know, whether or not that relationship works out is great or not great, depending on what the situation is. Mm -hmm. Um, You're really like, your proper friends are the people who will still be there after. They are the important relationships in your life, especially while you are establishing that partnership with that person.
1: Yeah, and I really think that that should have been the message at that. Like, yeah. Like, I think that's what irritates me with a lot of these is that, like, you wrote the story, and there was a clear opportunity there to, yes. like, give her independence. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, Bella in Twilight. When he leaves her, she could have made a different choice, and she could have just become her own person. Yes. He would have come back anyway. Oh, 100%. Like, and you would have been your own person by then. Um... In Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, he's got so many red flags. Yeah, when they break up at the end of, what, the first one or whatever Yeah, it is. and you're just like, get out of there. All right, like, great, just cool. just leave him. Move on. Know. That was a bad idea. We, bad. All, we all bad. We all saw that was a bad idea. <laughs> Sorry that happened to you. Move on. Like, yeah. don't build a whole life with the guy. No. No, that's it. Don't and like god, don't get this. Married. This idea that like if he's rich and complicated, Ugh. you can condone it's his behavior. I
0: don't. I don't like that. Financials are used as like a de-escalation device. I hate that
1: so much when, when it happens it's everywhere. Like, it's
0: always like it's always like oh you know he's really
1: difficult and everything, but he's a billionaire, and you're like oh god, <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> How many fucking billionaires are there? Yes. there aren't <laughs> that people. many. Like you know, first of all, and second of all, even if he's a hundred millionaire, I can guarantee guarantee you he's a piece of shit yeah and he's probably already got like
0: 55 other women that he's on the go anyway like they all act like they're like oh no there's ever been anyone
1: until you and i'm like that's not true (laughs) (laughs) yeah unless you're like you know short and plump and ugly i mean even then if you have enough money it does not matter we knew someone like that didn't we shout out (laughs) to you if you were listening to that
0: (laughs) no comment (laughs)
1: Oh uh, uh, boy. But um yeah, all that to say, like th- like you can you don't have to look very far to see where authors kind of don't do women justice in their stories. Like yeah. And it's actually hard to find a good story with like a good, genuinely strong female protagonist that's yeah. not like looking to find her entire identity in a man mm-hmm. or who's not described in, like, a really strange way by a male author, oh, like, homosexuality. Yeah. sexuality want, I and don't stuff. I don't want
0: people to take this and be like, okay, you guys don't want, like, any romantic elements in a story I ever. Mean, no, 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 not no, no, I love no. romance. No, Oh I my god, it. I'm a
1: sucker for it. This is why I rage against it so much, because I'm like, I want a good romance story.
0: Yeah, no, story. I, I love it, and I think it's wonderful if it's included as, like, a portion of someone's story. Yeah. Just not that it becomes the entirety of that story, I think, is the yeah. difference between those. So, what you know, you don't want... Your Twilight, where it's their whole identity. You want your Little Women, yeah. where you know Joe does get married, but it's not the entirety of not her, her life identity. and identity as a person.
1: Yeah, and I think this is what makes me so angry about this. Is like I love all these stories that we're talking about. Okay, not Fifty Shades of Grey, but yeah, um, it really is. An <clears> you know, like I love them, and I read them at a time when I was very, um you know, in influenced of by what I was reading absolutely and so I had to really spend many years kind of sifting through like what should be yes. and what yes. is in the media you, you know had what to I de-influence mean yourself. I had to de-influence myself and I think that's why it makes me so mad is that it's like why are you women writing these characters and putting them out there yeah. for young women who are very impressionable? Yes. You know, like, don't teach them that. Like, teach them something better so that they don't have to de-influence themselves over the years yeah. and go through all these, like, shitty relationships where they're like, this must be how it should be yeah. because Twilight, you know it what I mean? Good. It
0: is good that more, like, in more modern times now, I think that we've used, there you is. know. There's a lot more. Yeah, there's a ton ton of it, but at least there are, like, there is a faction of people who have gotten off of, like, that Twilight kind of bandwagon and aren't
1: doing that. No, but that's what I mean, like, like, there's a lot more, like, strong female protagonists. Thank God.
0: Like, Like and in these genres that we're talking about, in romance, in fantasy, in young adult novels, Mm -hmm. and all of those sorts of things, there are a lot more of those now that you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah, thank God. Okay. Um, You know, even like in like thrillers and stuff like that, I find I'm seeing a lot more when I'm, like, reading them, I'm seeing a lot more female characters not wind up with a man yeah. at the end. we Or like, dead. Okay. Yeah, also, we're <laughs> dead. is that yeah. nice? We don't have to kill them if they don't get married, guys. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> not, like, we're not, it's not the 1500s anymore. It's not comedy the or 15- tragedy. 1800s? No, but yeah. you know what I mean? It's not comedy or tragedy. Yeah. It's not
1: marriage or death. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look, that's basically what it's been treated as before. Marriage or insanity. What is your choice? What is your choice? Basically, Yeah, you have hmm. to get married, go crazy, or or die, yeah. and I'm like,
0: whoa! Those are the only three options.
1: <laughs> of course, you're gonna pick marriage. What the fuck else would you pick? You're like? Oh, I really like to of go crazy I'm gonna aspire today. to get married. Like, if my only other two options are crazy or death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should make a T-shirt
0: with that. Oh my god. Yes. No. Like, it would be something like three, like, like the three options for like female fictional characters is just, just like marriage, insanity, or, or death. death. <laughs>
1: Different. let's that's do me. it we'll open a merch shop guys and we'll just add that to the be roster oh, marriage insanity or death I
0: like. uh, that's not what we want and i'm really no. glad i'm really glad that we're starting to see yeah less us less evolution. Yeah, yeah like a very big evolution and i do think that actually strangely like something that might be helping with um with that a little bit is first of all obviously the volume of women who are writing yeah of course and the types of stories that they're writing and also a lot more introduction of like queer literature yes and you know the lgbtq community being able to actually publish a lot more and feature lgbtq plus characters mm-hmm. in their stories as well i think is really starting to help that along a little bit because you know you're giving women a voice on their own or mm with other women or with people who are non-binary or whatever the situation might be. And I think that it's helping expand the scope a little Mm. bit for female characters to be like, hey, I'm not going to do any of those three things that you just listed. (laughs) I'm going to do something totally different, you Mm -hmm. know? And I do think that society itself has shifted a lot that way as well, where it's slowly but surely, not completely, Mm. but slowly but surely becoming more accepted for women to either not have children or have them later on in life than they used to. Um, slowly, I'm saying <laughs> slowly. Speaking as somebody who still gets asked when she's going to have kids, so same, yeah. Um, you know, so I think that that is helping, and it's again, we're we're making baby, baby, baby steps, like ant sized steps, um, towards <sighs> women not being vilified for choosing their careers over starting a family. Mm. Um, and prioritizing that for either forever if they're happy with that mm. or for a portion of their lives until they decide that they are ready yeah. for a family as well and not feeling like when you're like 22, well, you haven't had baby a baby over my month um, you know, speaking as somebody who's 33, I've been hearing it for, what, five, at least five or six years. Now. I've just started hearing it now. I wow, mean, lucky you. Well,
1: I was, like, able to fend people off because I was, like, still in school, right? Um, so I was like, no, I'm too busy, like, I'm studying. I have school now, and I'm working. I know. You know. I finished my MBA a year ago and now it's kind of like, um, so, what's happening? Yeah, there's something
0: about, there's something about for some reason when you're in a relationship with someone for, like, over, like, three years or so yeah. that's everybody's like, when are you going to have kids? And sometimes i just get mad at people and i'm like never and then they get very thrown off <laughs> i like doing that too it's fun it's really <laughs> nice to do to people sometimes make your choices man if you want to have kids have them if you don't don't that's exactly. what it is that's all there is to it yep that's what it is i think that's what everybody should make their decision about i, I don't think it should be anyone else's choice i think it should be your choice as a couple what they we're doing mm-hmm. That's it. And that was our extra rant for the end of the episode. Woohoo. Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, But thank you so much for, you know, having stuck with us through Women in Literature Month because um, we're always happy to cover a little bit of women's history when we can and when we feel like we it we do it a lot oh we though. do it so much it's okay we're gonna keep doing it and i hope yeah. you guys are okay with it so if you are you can let us know over on instagram at fullybookedca or you can check out our facebook group at facebook.com groups slash book was way better and if you are still here with us at the end of this episode uh please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening because it really helps us get the show out in front of more people uh but until next week guys and a new theme keep on reading thanks everyone